This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode may contain explicit language. Welcome to Karen Feeding, the show where we raise the next generation together. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's nine, and Teddy, who's seven. We live in Tokyo, Japan. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Karen Feeding parenting column, and mom to Naima, who's 10, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Rosen. I make another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show. And I'm dad to Noah, who is six, and Ami, who's three. We live in Detroit. This week, we're answering a question about a kindergartner who's having trouble keeping her hands to herself. She's gotten in trouble at school for this, and her mom can't help but blame herself a little bit. We'll talk about why this might be happening and how to teach the value of the personal bubble. Then, we're going to debrief our week in parenting with a round of everyone's favorite, Triumphs and Fails. So let's get this show on the road. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll see you back here for our listener question. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. All right, we're back and ready to hop into our listener question. This came from the Slate Parenting Facebook group, which we'd love for you to come join if you're not already there. The question was posted by a member of the group named Chloe. Can anyone help me with conversations slash tricks slash ideas for teaching a kindergartner to keep her hands to herself? I got a call from my daughter's teacher saying that she's bugging other kids, 
touching them, drawing on their papers at the table, etc., and has been moved to her own personal space table. We're a very cuddly family, and she was a longtime nurser, so I partially blame myself. What can I do to help the situation on our side? Zach, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I think the first thing to do is absolve yourself about this thing you're saying. Uh, you're a very cuddly family, and your kid was a longtime nurser, so, so you're blaming yourself for this. I don't know if this is how kids, um, you know, become become overly handsy. Uh, so I, I don't think that that loving your kid a lot is is something to blame yourself for. Um, there are a couple books that you should consider reading to your kid. Both of them uh, about about personal space. One of them is called Personal Space Camp. It's a picture book about respecting others' physical boundaries. It's by the author Julia Cook. And then there's another one that I found um, called Personal Space Invader by Christiane Jones. And you're going to, to read these books with your kid and, and just kind of talk about boundaries. Seeing it in a picture book, I think, is going to be really helpful for, for a, a five-year-old. And I've also seen that um, some kids are just going to be handsy and craving sensation um, in ways that other kids aren't. I feel weird about the kid being isolated. I feel I feel weird about your daughter um, having to draw at their own table. Like I understand that it yes. might be frustrating for other kids to have their pictures drawn on, but I, I, I feel like isolating, um, especially from the age of five, I don't know how this is gonna be. So. I would suggest this is perhaps more a suggestion for the teacher that perhaps you could talk to the teacher about find the kids who are like less distressed when their drawing gets drawn on and like put your kid at a table with them and the kids who are like okay with with being touched while also simultaneously having these conversations reading these books about boundaries and about personal space. Something, I agree with you, Zach. Something rubs me the wrong way about isolating this kid, too. You know, I mean, I think it's one thing if it's like, okay, there's been an incident, so today you're going to be at the personal space table, but for you to be permanently at the personal space table just feels sort of cruel for somebody who obviously craves connection from other children. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with, you know, reading the books and talking to the teacher and... Just letting your little one know that, like, not everyone likes to be touched and that's okay. And you have to get people's permission to touch them. You know, like, you may have a close friend in the classroom and you can say, can I have a hug? And they'll give you a hug and it's fine. But somebody else may feel differently, you know. But um, also letting her know that there are other ways to show affection to people. You know, like, you can draw a picture for your friends. You could tell them how much you like their hair. You Tell them you're excited to see see them um, but that physical touch isn't the only way to show affection and care and in the classroom it's not the primary way you want to do it you save that for home I agree with all of this I think this is really good advice I want to consider the perspective that this has nothing to do with coming from a loving home that the child is not fully in control because perhaps what we are dealing with is some kind of neurodivergence in which there is some tactile um, stimming, like the need to have more 
feedback um, from the environment by touching things. Uh, Perhaps there is some attention issues. And so these are the ways that the child is actually uh, trying to engage in the classroom. So their their brain is sort of needs this additional, I'm going to touch this, I'm going to get additional stimuli, I'm going to color on this. Just the, the idea of self-control and and those boundaries are not fully formed because for a lot of our neurodivergent kids like these social boundaries are not there and i think that in particular is why as you both mentioned this idea of putting this kid at their own table and being like you are bad the things that you do are bad they're so bad that you have to sit over Mm -hmm. there when in fact, what I see is like a kid who needs some other things. So I totally agree with meeting with the teacher and perhaps even investigating school philosophy into into this personal space table, because I wonder if whatever your school provides for either special needs or someone coming in to the classroom, like instead of this, can they take a movement break? Is there a sensory place that they can go? Would a fidget solve the problem? Like a lot of time, these kids are just looking for that. There's also, if, if this is a consistent problem, and when I say these things, you all of a sudden are like, oh my gosh, my child does do a lot of this. Again, occupational therapy has an entire kind of section that works on the social behavior. Um, I This still, I mean, this kid is still young. Kindergarten is still a place where we're learning this. Right. So I don't know that you necessarily need to like run and get your child into occupational therapy, but I would look at something called the Superflex team. And this is something you can start to do at home. Specifically, this behavior falls under um, Space Invader. Like he's the the way that a child is dealing with these social things by being in everybody else's space. And if you Google that, there are a million resources for how to deal with a child um, that is that needs some tools against the space invader. I also think, again, just look at meeting some of those sensory needs in other ways. But I will say that as we, it's the behavior like putting them at a table that starts to lead a lot of these kids to think that they are bad mm-hmm. kids or to not like school. So I think that that is actually what what needs to be um, addressed here. I completely agree, though, like, we should also at kindergarten be talking about boundaries and self-control and consent. Like that needs to go hand in hand. Just because your child is having a hard time with it does not mean that they cannot understand what consent is. We have a space invader in our house that loves to like be up on us and getting that tactile stimulation. And honestly, it was a little bit of peer pressure in school that helped um, or like around other kids. But also the game red light, green light at this at this age is a really good way to just practice those turn off and on the boundaries and having fun. So getting them to like move and then stop, move and then stop. You can do that with um, paper. You can do that with like the traditional running game. I I think playing games like that at home might be a way to kind of reinforce this. What do you think about weighted blankets? Oh my God. I love a weighted blanket. Like who doesn't love a weighted blanket, especially for uh, a sensory hungry kid. That might be a nice, a nice thing to look forward to in the evenings. There's a million great sensory things like for school. There's lap blankets. There's, um, you know, things you can touch, things you can chew. Again, one of the advantages of going to occupational therapy is that they try. All, they have everything. They try everything with your kid. And then they say to you, these are the six that work really well yeah. um, for him or her. And that was helpful for me because I didn't have to go buy everything. They were just like, this kid really turns out is a 
like is more into the oral stuff. So mm-hmm. giving him something to chew stopped all additional touching. It was just like once that was fulfilled, done. Yeah. Which brings which makes me think like even if you if you do go to an occupational therapist, it might just need like a session or two. It's not like you're signing up for indefinite therapy, right? Exactly. And you can go to um of course, when you go to occupational therapy, they have you fill out all this paperwork, but you can mm-hmm. find those same kind of evaluations online and sort of take a look of them at them because they do divide it into like, this child is a sensory seeker. This child is an oral sensory seeker. This child is a, you know, whatever they need. So helpful. Gross motor. Yeah. Um, but that might help you kind of look to a- and decide what you need for this. They call it like a sensory Diet. I'm not suggesting that any of that replaces occupational therapy, but it might be a really good place to start yeah. to just say, like, can I fix some of these these small things to see if this is what the issue is? Or is it just an issue of, like, a kid that doesn't have a lot of boundaries or something at home or isn't used to those and is trying to figure out where that line is? All right. Well, we'd love to know if anyone out there has successfully taught a kid the power of the personal bubble. You can email us at karenfeedingpod at slate.com. Leave a comment on the Slate Parenting Facebook page. Or if you really want to make us happy, tell us your story by leaving us a voicemail. You don't have to actually talk to anyone to do it. And we really love hearing your voice. So give it a try. You can call 646-357-9318. All right. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be back in a second. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance— Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back and moving on to a segment we call Triumphs and Fails. Jamila, do you have a triumph or a fail for us this week? I have a fail. So it, we've had some pretty bad rain in L.A. for the past few days. Oh, yeah, I've been hearing about that. Um, which is usually not a thing. We don't get a lot of rain in Southern California. And... On Friday, um, I got Naima to school about 15 minutes late and, you know, traffic was bad and it was wet and scary. And while we're driving there, she gets texts from like five of her friends and they're all like, are you going to school today? No, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm like, what? So it turns out that like six kids from her class didn't go to school on Friday because of the rain. And the teacher was late because Naima texted me when she got into class, like, teacher's not even here. But then, like, she ended up coming later. Uh-huh. And so I didn't regret bringing her because, like, the rain, passed, you know, it stopped raining. It was fine. You know, it was cold. But um, it's rain. 
it's rain. Like I'm from Chicago. I went yeah. to school yeah. in all kinds of inclement weather. I climbed right. through snow. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah, uphill, yeah, uphill. So. There was like all these warnings about flash flooding and all this stuff for Monday and that it was going to, you know, there was going to be like six more inches of rain. It was going to be terrible. And so when we woke up, it was raining pretty hard. And so I was like, you know what? You don't have to go to school. And it rained. It was nasty. It rained hard all day yesterday. And... Less kids stayed home because when she was texting with her friends, like it wasn't all of them that had been home the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but her teacher didn't go. And I feel like she met, I let her miss a day of school for nothing. And mm-hmm. part of it was just that I just didn't feel like getting up. And I was like, fine, it's raining. We don't have to go. And I stayed in bed all day. And Naima got a rain day. And... The teacher didn't come. Maybe she lived somewhere that were it could have been dangerous, you know. Um, so I do feel a little bit better that the teacher wasn't there. Yeah. But I basically feel like Naima got a day off of school for nothing. I do think that since there was a sub, that basically she didn't miss anything. Yeah, like cancels it out. Yeah, it, it kind of does cancel it out. Were the conditions really bad? Because I know that there were some areas that were super affected. but Not terrible, but like... People in L.A. don't really know how to drive in the rain, so it can Mm -hmm. be a little intense. You know, like we were driving on Friday. I was kind of like, oh, this really sucks. And I need new windshield wipers, and I don't know how, like, to do that. Like, if I buy them, I have to, like, put them on myself, and I don't know. No, 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 no. Like, like Pep Boys or whoever, you buy them, and they'll come put them on right at your car. Really? You don't have to do any of that. Okay. They will do it for you. Okay. Like at a, like at a, I don't, is there the pep, whatever the California equivalent Like AutoZone maybe? Yes, yeah, AutoZone. Like They'll do it They'll for you. you. Okay. You just ask. You can even go in and say, I need new wipers. And then they will come out to your car and show you uh, which wipers. Okay. That's good. That know. kind of stuff is always what I need when Jeff is out of town. And I feel sad that I know nothing about how to do that. But the friendly people at your car store know how and we'll do it for you okay that's good to know i feel like because of this extreme california weather you can let yourself off the hook a little bit okay are you more just upset that you because i i feel like the thing is she like has your number on the missing school Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem that important to you either like not that school is not important i know that you believe that school and education are very important but i think you also understand there's like a lot of days and so yeah (laughs) <laughs> like what's it like we all don't want to do stuff some days yeah but do you then like have the mom guilt about is that what's happening like you just feel like oh i should have made her go yes there was a sub there was I a mean, sub. Just, yeah i feel like subs those are not real days like everyone is just like why are we here i'm when sorry you have a sub? i'm sorry substitute teachers but it's true no it's not your fault but like substitutes but it's like a really hard to come into a class and try to like pick up where somebody else left off and do someone else's stuff you know Mm -hmm. do you remember the feeling when a substitute came in especially for a class that you didn't like it's it's glorious it's the best feeling somebody better go wheel down the tv from the av room yes i was just thinking that giant shit today (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness all right zach triumph or fail this is a triumph on behalf of the institution of Shiva. Shiva is the seven-day mourning period. Um, 
that Jews, some Jews, uh, observe after someone dies. And so uh, I mentioned last week that my aunt just died. And so after the funeral, people get together at the family member's house um, of the deceased, and you just talk, talk about your deceased relative, you do some prayers, you just spend time together. Um, And so my mom hosted Shiva for my aunt, it was uh, her brother's wife who died. And so my mom hosted it. And all of last week, um, my kids and my cousin's kids and uh, my aunt's friends and other members of our family, we just like gathered and I took a couple days off work. And it's funny that this this uh, triumph comes on the heels of that last listener question about, you know, what happens when we isolate this student um, at our own table. It's like what we need most in, in times of distress is each other. And Shiva is just like such a beautiful example to me of like just gathering in sorrow. This is like the most consecutive days I've ever like spent with my family. We did it for four days. We didn't do it for all seven. But there were like five nights at my mom's house of just these really great dinners where we were just talking about my aunt and the kids were around playing with their cousins. And it was like, it was medicine. It was it was so special just to to be with each other. And I'm just kind of grateful for for the uh, religion I happen to be born in. Glad to have exposed Noah just to like kind of that that feeling. It was just like communal sadness, but also there was so much laughter telling old stories. And I was, I was so glad for them to to kind of be enveloped in that space. It's really beautiful that you all set out so much time for grieving, you know? Yeah, I think we need it. Like you, you know, you're in shock for the first couple of days, if not, if not more. And yeah, it's like, what's, uh, what's more important, you, you know, than grieving than grieving our loved ones. And it was, it was really nice for that to be kind of the only thing happening in our, in our world last week. Yeah, it's lovely. And I love that, like the children are a part of it. I don't like, so often we push that stuff to like adults, um, but for them to be able to see kind of like the processing and be part of it and be around family and people that loved. I don't, I don't, I feel like it gives us this sense, like not only that you're taking care of in your grief, but also this sense of like, we have so much fear about death, like that there are all these people on earth that love you, that almost like when it's your turn, like these will be the people gathered for you. There's something very like, I think, satisfying and lovely about that. Totally agree. Yeah. How about you, Elizabeth? What have you got? Triumph or fail? I'm taking a triumph. Um, But the triumph started many months back with a pretty epic fail back when it was still warm and we were still new to Tokyo. So I'll say a few months ago. Mm-hmm. We were kind of trying to find like a routine where after school, we're really struggling with like the after school time, the kids could go have some playtime. And and one of the things we used to do all the time in Colorado and in Florida before that was we love to like go to the park and play different just like games. Uh, one of them being Frisbee. And Jeff has loved Frisbee forever and had these Aerobee frisbees, which are these like they have holes in the center, they fly super far, they come in all these shapes, and we love these things. 
Uh, but they require a very large space. Like even someone that doesn't know how to throw a Frisbee can get these up quite high, which is why they're great with kids. I think I've even like recommended them on this podcast because we love them so much. Mm-hmm. They are more expensive than your regular Frisbee. And I saw the kids heading outside with the Frisbees. They were like, we're going to go play. And by boys, I mean Jeff also. And I am like, you guys, this is where are you going to play the Frisbee? We like don't have big parks here. And Jeff's like, we're just going to throw it on the street. And I'm like, this is a terrible idea. A terrible, terrible, terrible idea. There's there's no way this ends up well. Sure enough, they are not outside a minute before Oliver runs into the house. He is crying, crying, crying. (laughs) He released the Frisbee on the street. Predictably, it flew up several stories and landed on the roof. And the children are, not our roof, like somebody else's roof. So the, the children are like begging Jeff to go ring up the doorbell. It's like, even if we do this, these are large, some of these are large apartment buildings. We weren't sure exactly what roof we were on. Even if we could find it and, and then somehow communicate with the people, there's no way to get onto these roofs. Like this is not a, uh, you know, like go out a bedroom window or something like, yeah. like you just can't get onto these tall roofs. Yeah. We have been like looking for this Frisbee, like looking up on roofs we have every windstorm we've like been looking hoping it would blow down Mm. nothing my in-laws having heard the story about this buy jeff a new pack of these aerobies and i immediately after we open them take them and put them up in the attic and i think these will come back out when we move from here like they are not in japan away okay fast forward we had a kind of epic snowstorm in tokyo which never happens we had all this snowfall the kids got us a day off of school yesterday um, we are walking down the street and like the, the roofs here are very steep. Yes, this huge me. thing of snow slides off <laughs> and it makes this noise and we all jump back. And when it hits the ground from the center of it yes. is our aerobee. Yes. And we wow. are, the kids are all like screaming and <laughs> celebrating on the street. <laughs> like we have, it doesn't matter that we got new ones. We got this back. Of course, oh, they immediately so are like, let's go to the park. <laughs> and we are like, no, no, this is not a toy for here. But we have uh, our aerobee has been returned. I feel like this amazing sense that we got this off this Tokyo roof, like we're not leaving anything behind. Um, it was a beautiful gift from the from the snow day. That's a, a Frisbee miracle. It's a Frisbee miracle. Oh, I see. Th- these are good Frisbees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at them now. Yeah, you can, you can I remember these. Things. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. If you are if you do not live in a city or you live in a city with a large park, these will be perfect for so you. Yeah. They really are amazing. There's like a triangle one that kind of comes back. You can really launch these mm-hmm. and they're easy to catch because you can grab them. I mean, I'm just like a huge fan of the Aero Bee, uh, so much so that we were sad to have to have lost one even though we replaced it. <sighs> but we got it back. I feel great. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, snow tumbling from the roof. <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, as always, we want to hear your parenting stories too. Do you have a particularly great triumph or a funny fail? You can share them with us and we might share them on the show. We really, really, really love hearing from you. And we want all of you to hear from each other too. So before we go, it's time to open up our mini mailbag and share some advice that you've sent us. Earlier this week, we shared ideas for how to get a fourth grader to spend her downtime on something other than screens. But one of you emailed us with some important perspective. About 30-ish years ago, I came home off the bus by myself in fifth grade with my sister. 
We got a snack, did homework, and watched TV until our parents came home. And we weren't watching quality TV. We were watching Total Request Live. Well, my sister was. I hated that show, so I'd boot up the computer and play Civilization. Is this really that different than what this fourth grader is experiencing? Not all screens are built equally. I'm trying to stop vilifying screen time in general and just tailor what screen time is acceptable. I totally watch TRL after school. I watch Jerry Springer. Uh-huh, <laughs> sure. Man, Jerry Springer was huge. I appreciate this this reality check. Like, we were telling this parent to, like, relegate it to one hour instead of two. My mom was working. My dad was working. I, I watched as much TV as I wanted. Um, So I, I, I get that, too. I do. Yeah, a little perspective is always good. Yeah. Well, we, of course, want to know what you think, so be sure to reach out and keep the conversation going. And that's our show. Subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends. If you want more parenting advice, you can find Karen Feeding, the column, on Slate.com. This episode of Karen Feeding is produced by Maura Curry, with special thanks to Rosemary Belson. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is the VP of Slate Audio. For Jamila Lemieux and Zach Rosen, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.